Coming to you from the hideout, the new and improved hideout. Yes. Yeah. Of the Very San Antonio hidden. Gunslingers. We uh, <laughs> we robbed a bank. We did some shows last year from the hideout. It was a different hideout. Yes. And uh, you didn't even get to see that one. No. As mm-hmm. San Antonio Gunslingers fans. This one you can because we're on Facebook Live. You can go watch it over there if you want to, or you can just listen on your podcasting device like you're doing. This is Smoking Guns Podcast. I'm Philip Higginbotham. Sitting on my left, I've got Leo Yamas. What's up, sitting Gunslingers on my, Posse? Sitting on my right, I have R.C. Woods. Hello, beautiful people. And we're here to talk about football. We're here to talk about football in Texas. We're here to talk about football in San Antonio. We're, we're here to talk about a damn good football game we just oh saw. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Amazing. We're here to talk about football uh, specifically located and in, in, in kind of hovering around the San Antonio Gunslingers of the National Arena League, the 0-2. Hmm. Oh, and two. You don't but have could, to say that. It could have been 2-0. Oh. I mean, look, I do have to say that because it's the truth. Yeah. I mean, that's where we're at. But it's not, not far. I mean. Not by much. One and one we was were such competitive. a possibility. We were very close to one and one. Yes. We were very close. Um, Despite a couple of new additions that were basically just off the bus and onto the field almost. Right. Yeah, and we're going we're gonna to have to get into that. And we might even start there. So last week we came on. We were out at practice. We went live. You couldn't mm-hmm. see us, but we were there. Trust us. Um, RC almost got hit in the head with a soccer ball. Yes, I did. A couple times. I did too, but that's because I made people angry. Um, completely different reason. <laughs> uh, when we were together last, when we did our last show, we had no uh, quarterback signed. True. Well, we had one, but but he was... I'm sorry. We had a quarterback sign, but he was injured. Injured, yeah. Unable to play. We had no uh, no quarterback that could take the field. We had... Kicker. Uh, no kicker. No kicker. Right. Injured. No, no, yeah, an injured kicker. No healthy kicker. No healthy quarterback. And we had no idea what attendance was going to look like in the Freeman Coliseum. Because if we're all honest, and I think ownership would say the same, uh, the first game was disappointing when it came to attendance yeah it's about 700 people there come on san antonio to see a lot more we begged you we asked you a lot of you folks talked and we talked about this last week a lot of you folks talked about the ticket prices being too high right um well the Mm -hmm. gunslinger said okay we'll try to fix that and they did they brought them down i thought considerably yes um, uh, yeah, I thought they. I mean, even before the the promotion that we're going to talk about, the big the two, push there are two right promotions, there. Sort of. Um, mm-hmm. At the uh, about halfway through the week, I logged on just to see what the ticket map was looking like. Right. And uh, upper level tickets were twenty dollars. Lower level tickets were thirty dollars, and floor tickets were sixty five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that is that is considerably less than we were looking at price point we were looking at for the first game. True. Uh, two people at Whataburger cost thirty bucks. Oh yeah. Days. No. I for mean, sure. it, yeah, thirty bucks is not bad at all. Twenty bucks for upper level, and those who have been there chime in. Let people know. It's upper level. So seats. what? It's a great seat. It's a great sure. way to watch the game. I've been all over the Freeman in these last two games. Yes, I've you seen have. it from yeah. every possible like vantage around. point. And uh, it's it's there's not a bad seat. There's uh-uh. not a bad place to be. No, I mean, sitting I mean, down. there's good places to be standing right up under the goalposts 
uh, watching the whole game, which is how I've kind of set up the yeah. last two times. But you got to stand the whole Isn't time. That, it, you do. See, I wouldn't you like do. that. I got like to sit. I like to stand, stretch my legs. Right. You stretch your legs because you walk around the whole time. I'm walking around the whole time, talking to people. I saw Mo and Iris. Mm-hmm. Got a chance to talk to them for a minute. I saw Jeremy Knox and his wife, Jackie. Mm-hmm. They were out at the game. I saw Coach Q. I oh, saw I Jeffrey saw... Pedrosia. I didn't see Jeff. Oh, I yeah. Jeffrey. He was there. I didn't he see was Jeffrey. Sitting, he was sitting right over by the, uh, right up over where the Gunslingers bench area was. He was sitting right there. Oh, okay. cool. Um, I saw Bobby Stotzenberger of TSP. I saw, um, yeah, I mean, I saw people. There were a ton of people. I saw one of my uh, bowling league comrades, I guess. Saw a lot of people. Saw people. But he works for John Wayne. But a bunch of people from my work came over. You know who we didn't see? We didn't see Steven Canto because, dang it, he had to work. Oh, no. I put it out there on Facebook. His, his uh, B-sick excuse. I was his witness, but he he's too couldn't good of a do worker. It. Couldn't he's, do yeah, it. Yeah, he couldn't, couldn't do that. Do it. That's too bad. One of the days we'll see him out there one of these days. Um, I saw Michael. I saw Michael. Greg Nelson. Oh, I saw yes. Greg. And his dad, right? Did I see Kimmy? Yeah, she was there. I yeah, Kim I was there Nelson's. this time. Uh, so we saw lots of people, and the reason we saw lots of people is there was at least double what was there the next week. At least. At least. Now, I, sure. I know, Todd, you're, you're out there, and Todd did a show, and he, he was disappointed with the turnout for the second game. And while, yeah, I agree it could have been more, I don't think the broadcast – kind of showed enough of the crowd where you got a good sense of how many were there. It was a little bit better, I think, than you than than you sensed, Todd. So one of the things I thought was really interesting was, uh, of course, Friday, the big news that happened on Friday was that John Wayne Service Company came in and said, you know what, we will cover all the tickets for anybody that wants to come to the game. You show up, mm-hmm. you get it. Right. Um, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was spectacular. But what I thought was interesting once I got there, and I was running late, but I got there and I was surprised at how spread out they st- everybody still was. If I'm giving away tickets, I'm giving away all lower. I'm moving everybody I can to the lower bowl. Right. Um, and, and then it looks different on TV uh, or on the, the broadcast. Um, it Everybody's closer to the field, so you're affecting the game just that much more. It seemed very spread out. For the number that was there, it looked smaller because they were spread out more. Just my theory, they, 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 they dealt out the upper-level seats first for the, new, the, the people coming in simply to protect some of the people that had their season, season tickets, tickets in the lower level, and there would be some kind of confusion there. But I get um, that. I mean, I do. I want to back it up just a little bit. So I think some of this confusion started back on Wednesday, I think it was, when they started promoting teacher appreciation tickets, it was four for a hundred dollars. Not just teachers, though. Anybody could take take advantage of that particular promotion. The teacher appreciation one. That's Is what it, I'm saying. It was yeah. teacher appreciation night, but anybody could take advantage of that four for a hundred dollar promo. True, but there was like a Ticketmaster link or there was a phone number. The reason I bring that up is because I was talking to my principals because oh, I, I work at a school district and they were super excited and they're, I was like, well, you know, if I can find a link, I will pass it on to you. So they went ahead and copied the link. I think I didn't get it until Thursday, something that I was able to copy from Facebook. And by the time I put it out on Thursday, Friday came and they were already with a new promotion saying, no, you don't have to even pay, just show up. So then I felt bad. Then I was like trying to hurry up and post 
on the um, the team's messages, don't go to Ticketmaster, don't call that number, you can just get in for free. So if I was confused and I felt bad giving the wrong information, that was part of the problem because whether it was a good promotion or not, they didn't give advance notice. Well, and there was confusion with the phone numbers. The phone number wasn't working. Yeah, I think there was some confusion with the phone number. But as far as the timing, I think that was when John Wayne stepped in and said, hey, yes, we're going to do this. Yes, I mean, that this. was I mean, amazing. You got to put that out there yes. like right away. But it just happened to be not until early Friday, right? Friday, right? right. No, Thursday. Thursday. Right. It was, th it was yeah. you know, and again, thank you so much to John Wayne. I mean, he really stepped up and a lot of people was able to take advantage of that. And the other thing with John Wayne, I will say, I got there a little bit late. Not really late, maybe just right on time. The customer service was amazing. As soon as we walked up, we were greeted by people who um, were working for John Wayne. We said, uh, I was a little confused. I was like, I'm a season ticket holder. I don't know, I didn't get the email from Ticketmaster. Like, don't worry, just go to um, the, the, the box booth, whatever. Um, I was like, and I saw a huge line because I guess there was a concert there that day too. Box office. Box office. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Um, and uh, and I was like, I don't want to stand in that line. They're like, no, 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 it's the other line. It's a lot shorter. I just <laughs> gave them my name, and they were able to look it up. They sent me a text, and boom, boom, boom. I mean, it was so fast. This was quicker the second time than when the first time when I did have the email from Ticketmaster. So I just want to say thank you to John Wayne because you really stepped up and we really appreciate that. John Wayne Service Company stepped up in a big way. Um, and uh, that's, this may not be the only time you see a lot of red and black in JW all over uh, the Freeman Coliseum, but we're going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, and what, what that means and what that doesn't mean and what we know and what we don't know. Um, because we don't get all of the, we get more information than some of you guys get, but we don't get all of the information necessarily. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that, but let's stick with this, uh, uh, the week as it progressed, um, on Friday, not only did we get the word that, um, tickets would be free to mm -hmm. anybody wanted to get in, but on the field, we got an interesting word. Um, we had been looking all week long for this, uh, announcement because yeah, we mm -hmm. knew it was coming. We were, we talked about it after practice. As that early, right. Yeah. As early mm -hmm. as the last show, we knew that this was a possibility, but on Friday we found out that the San Antonio gunslingers had signed, uh, Robert Kent jr. Mm -hmm. To quarterback the team, uh, for the time being. And I want to talk a little bit about that for a second. So Robert Kent jr. Came in, played on Saturday night against the Columbus lions. I thought, uh, played very well considering he had zero time, zero practice time with these guys, with this exactly. team. Right. I mean, you could see, you could definitely see telltale signs there that had you not known that, you'd be like, well, he didn't play so great. But considering, like I said, pretty much right off the bus and into the locker room, Literally. put your jersey on and get on the field uh, with very next to no work with, with a lot of these guys. Now, Coach Saw and some of these guys have some familiarity with him from the sure. past, right. which sure. I'm sure helps. Uh, but definitely you could see it uh, with the wide receivers. Um, uh, there there were some timing issues there that can only get better. But, yeah, under those circumstances, great job by Robert Ken Jr. Smart play. That's what you expect to see from Robert Ken Jr. If you're new to Gunslinger's world, if you're just stepping in this season with us, we're familiar with Robert Kent Jr. Yes. We mm -hmm. saw him three times last year, and yes. two of those times, uh, if we're honest, three of those times, he gave us headaches. Yeah, he, he tore yeah. us up. Yeah, He was like no the quarterback, quarterback of the, yeah, the North Texas Bulls. Mm -hmm. He was the only quarterback to beat the Gunslingers last year. Did True. it twice. Um, 
and ended up going on to win the AAL championship over the Charlotte Thunder, uh, yep. Robert Kidd Jr. He is, uh, let's call him a savvy veteran. Okay. For and sure. when I say that, I, I mean veteran. He is my age. I am, I am only a few months older than Robert Kent, which means what you saw from Robert Kent on look, Saturday night, I'm capable of. You look a really? lot older than Robert <laughs> Kent. I'm really? just being honest. Is, are, we, are we being honest here? Uh, are we being truthful? Yeah, no, we're, 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 yes. Okay. Maybe you had a different view because you were on the field than I was, but. So. We'll see. Uh, Kent was out there. He played well, mm -hmm. um, and now Todd Mintz is telling me that he has had a conversation with both Robert Kent and um, Javin Kilgo. Okay. And he says Kilgo says he's going to be ready for week three, or for the third game. I'm sorry, it's week five. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Before the third game against the Cobras, and that he talked to Robert, who's a realtor up in the North Texas area, I believe. Asked if he wanted to return and finish, and he said he's open to it. Yeah, I'm not surprised to, to see that from Todd because I've talked to uh, some of the ownership, and we spoke briefly with Jonathan after mm -hmm. the game, and he kind of alluded to that a little bit. And so I, I presented that question today, um, and I was – I won't be surprised to see Robert Kent Jr. back Um I'm not saying it's 100%, but just the indications that I got earlier today, there's a good possibility. I, I got to tell you, I, I think this team, and this is nothing against Javin Kilgo at all, um, but I think this team with Robert Kent Jr. leading them becomes a contender in this league in a way that um, only helps Javin Kilgo because he can watch a guy who understands the game better than Almost anybody I've ever watched play. Uh, I watched a lot of football in my life, and I think you could go back and listen to shows where we played the North Texas Bulls, and I said something very similar yeah. to this. Uh, Robert Kent Jr. sees the field and understands what's going on second to second as good as any quarterback I've ever seen play in my life. Situational football. He, yeah. know, he knows the situation at the time the ball's being snapped. Uh, he's, he's ready for just about any scenario in, in, in his head. I mean, you could see it. Well, and I watched a guy get chased down at one point, uh, you know, or, or run down by a couple of Columbus Lion players. Mm -hmm. Should have been an easy sack for them. And without mobility, because he's a 41-year-old guy, and there's a certain amount of mobility you lose when you reach your 40s. And Robert's there. Um, he's not where I'm at, but he's still <laughs> not as mobile as these 20-year-old guys chasing him down. He didn't run out of the pocket. No. But he didn't take a sack either. He shuffled his feet three or four times and deep them out, found a guy down the field and delivered the ball. I don't remember if that pass was complete or not, mm -hmm. but I watched him stand in one spot in the pocket, shuffle a little bit back and forth and, and buy himself time. And when he did, he did take a sack. It he, took, he did he have to take a sack in at a one smart, point. In a smart way. I think he took two. Um, throughout the game. I was watching the broadcast last night. Um, but when he did it, he, he, he was very smart about it, the way he took the sack. And then I know the one you're talking about, which was late in the game. Yeah. And he, mm -hmm. he took uh, actually intentional grounding as he was about to get sacked. Uh, and this is not the same play uh, no, as the intentional grounding. But, yes, the intentional grounding play was just smart. It's smart. just smart football. It stopped because the Because if he takes the sack, the game is over. Yeah. Yeah. 
And he knew he had to get that ball out of his hands and over the wall and no chance to anybody else to get a hand on it. And if that means I take a, a penalty, that's fine. Now, um, the officials misapplied some rules. I know everybody will be shocked to find out that the officials weren't very good. What? The Shocker. officials weren't very good. They were better than the first week, but still a lot. I don't know. Left that's time what did they really I, do behind that black screen? I, 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 I doubt that there's even anything back there. They were just playing or something. Well, Checkers. they sure didn't overturn any of the calls that they went Never back did. there to so check. I don't even know Not what. even the one they went back there to check. But twice. what were they checking? Who knows what they were checking? Can someone verify what they were checking? Um, no. I, will, I will tell you that I walked by that cur curtain at one point. Yeah. And there was at least uh, a laptop and some equipment set up there. I okay. thought you were going to say right. there was a toilet back there. I was no. going to say there were <laughs> donuts. <laughs> no, no, there was, I mean, it was, it's possible that they were going back there and reviewing the play, but they never overturned anything. They never reviewed. did. Never did. So what's the point? To get it right. Okay. Yeah. I agree exactly. And Todd, your statement here, the last sentence, I'm not saying I don't agree with the rest. The refs take too long to make decisions. Too long. They've always that done that, That is my biggest though. criticism of them. This has always been an yes. issue with this always. particular referee crew. They were the same crew. They are basically the same crew that we had for the AAL. Right. They seem unsure of themselves. What I will say about this year over last year is when they make a decision now, they stick to it. They seemed to reverse things last year after somebody would talk to them long that enough. That was really Willy -nilly, frustrating. Yeah. And, and it was much that's of the not coaches. supposed to happen. And I didn't right. like that. That's and true. One of the things that the commissioner, uh, Chris Siegfried, told them before the game started two weeks ago, because he was here in San Antonio, he said, you make a decision, you stick to it. Mm -hmm. um, and, and we'll figure out what's right and what's wrong later, and we'll make sure we, we fix those issues. But don't, uh, don't be indecisive. And – I've officiated some games before. I've, I've umped a couple of Little League baseball games. Mm -hmm. And that's the number one that thing they tell you when you start umping. You call it, take your time and call it correctly or call, it, call what you see. But once you call it, leave it. Even if you think about it for a second, you go, hmm, that might be a ball. Don't change it then because you set yourself up for a world of hurt the rest of the yeah. game. And I learned... My very first baseball game, I was baseball, uh, I was umping at uh, the YMCA up in Rockwall, Texas, volunteering, uh, and I saw a pitch, I called it a strike, I thought about it for a second, and I say, no, I waved it off, and I said it was a ball, and I did not hear a it, big mistake. Yeah, I did not hear the end of that for the rest of that game. Yeah, they, they don't trust any call you make after that. Nope, yeah. I nope. should have left it. Well, besides the yellow flags, there was a couple of red flags thrown, too. Yeah, challenge, mm -hmm. coaches challenges. We did see a couple yeah. of coaches challenges. And we saw, okay, we saw a blue one, a very, very significant blue flag. Which is what? That That's the uh, the uh, um, illegal substitution oh, flag, yeah, that's apparently. Right. Okay. At least that's what they said on the broadcast, that it was a blue flag. I, I didn't it. see it, but I heard I didn't them see say a blue flag. Blue flag. Um, so if I'm wrong about that, I apologize. But they said on the broadcast, blue flag. And I remember the situation. Maybe we'll talk about that later. I'm getting ahead of ourselves. But that was a very significant moment in this ballgame. Uh, but, Todd, ultimately you're right. The refs did take a long time to make decisions, certainly mm -hmm. down toward the end of the game. And my big issue with the very end of the game is, uh, in my estimation, in my understanding, the gunslinger should still have one play. Even now. Even today. 
even right now as we sit here, even as you're <laughs> listening to this, three years after this game ever took place and you're going back and listening to the uh, annals of Smoking Guns podcast, the, the gunslingers still have one second, uh, less than one second, but time left Point, on the clock. Point we got six. Time. I went back and looked at it. Point six. I've got, yeah, I took pictures. You went back and looked at the video replay. Um, there, there is still time left on the clock. So if we want to gather everybody back together, let's go, let's do it into the Freeman Center, play one more play it's with the Columbus Lions. <laughs> we can find out how this game really ends because we don't True. know yet. Those guys in the black and white stripes couldn't wait to get out of there. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. So before Gunslingers over. fans immediately take up pitchforks and torches and go, yeah, we should have one more. They cheated us. They didn't. Because in my also in my estimation. We got one or two more plays than we should have that we shouldn't have gotten at the end because the intentional grounding. I don't care how close a receiver was; it was clearly an intentional grounding. Yeah, James. James. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your last Mernay. name. Mernay is bringing that up, and and he's and right. And there should have been a 10 second and, intentional grounding runoff. And for I that. was going to say that there were some things, some questionable clock moments uh, leading up to that, where if right. you're going to make that argument, then you got to make those for sure so. so before gunslingers fans pick up their pitchforks and their torches and start uh you know rushing the referees at the next game don't do that because uh were the referees poor yes they were were they poor on both sides yeah yes yeah, they were second week I in mean, a row they were improved i'll say though but still poor yeah they were i don't even know that they were better there was one series of i want to say it was in the second half there was one series where there was five or six plays in a row that were flags. Oh, yeah, that was ridiculous. I, I refuse to believe uh, that that's necessary. But I've come on this show before, and I think we even had this conversation back in the commander's days. I am more of a person that if it – I, I kind of wish referees had the ability to say that didn't really affect the play, so I'm not throwing a flag. I think in the NFL they actually do that. Yeah. I think there are times in the NFL and NFL referees look at a holding on this side of the line when the runs to that side of the line and they go, he would have never gotten there anyway. I'm not throwing a flag. You hear it all the time. They say they're letting them play. I mean, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, I truly believe uh, if the rules are that tight and teams are that ill prepared for them, nobody wants to watch six flags in a row. No. No. And they definitely weren't letting them play this game because, yeah, there was a ton of A lot flags, of interruptions. Way too many. Um, and, and I think that kind of fed your criticism of, of coach that I know and you're we'll going to talk about later. Yeah, I know you're going to talk about that later, but yeah. So the officials weren't good, but they weren't good on both sides. True. Um, so I don't think we got cheated. I don't think that there was uh, an issue. But now that you bring it up, and since we're already talking about officials, let me say the one criticism I have um, that – is probably going to upset somebody that I really don't want to upset. I would rather the coach like me. And the last time I was critical of anybody in a gunslinger's anything, he hated me forever. Still does. Um, and if coach the, gets <laughs> mad at you, all you got to do, he'll get right over it. Just get him some shrimp quesadillas. There you go. Oh, that's right. Um, I was critical of Dave last year, and David never liked me from that point on. Um, and in the same way, I feel like I'm about to be critical did you oh, ever Coach get Fred. David trim quesadillas? But I, think, I didn't. I there think you go. David, Fred's if you're watching and that will make the difference, I will buy you some shrimp quesadillas and we can sit down and, and 
have some shrimp quesadillas together and a beer and and get over all that i'm i'm fine with that i'm excited about that actually um i would be too <laughs> shrimp quesadillas hanging out with david I, I would be okay with all of that anyway back to coach fred um so there was a thing that happened last year in the aal and if you go back and listen to our show you'll hear me griping about it then and it was that the north texas bulls coaching staff specifically sat in the referee's pocket the whole game talking in their ear they spent all of their time playing lawyer to the officials in the games and it got annoying because it slows down the game it 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 just causes a lot of issues you're not the only one that that felt that way i actually saw a criticism that was texted to me from uh, 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 someone outside the team, a fan that had just been there to the game for the first time, and that's something they came away with. The coach, uh, the coach argues with the referees too much, takes too much time, um, and and they came away with that impression. Coach Fred or Coach Trey, coach, or both? Coach, well, I, well, they said, honestly both. They said really the, both. The coach, but in the co- text. but Coach Fred, like, here's my criticism. I'm just going to put it out there, and and again, Coach, um, I want to have you on the show again. I think you're doing a great job. I think we're, we're, we're right on the edge of getting our first win, which, frankly, should have been coming into this season, I didn't know where we were going to be. Mm-hmm. I think things are going well. One thing that I would say as a fan watching the game is all my life in football, I've heard one thing that coaches will say over and over again. We are going to control the things that we can control. Mm-hmm. Anytime you ask any coach, and I've been in media for a while now, anytime I ask any coach, about referees specifically, they'll say, I don't want to talk about it because we're going to control the things we can control. We can't do anything about those. So much so that I had a high school football coach walk into a stadium once in Robstown, Texas, shake hands with the officiating crew, all of them standing there as they do before the uh, beginning of the game. And they looked him in the eye and the head, head official, the referee said, coach, just need to let you know, you're not getting any calls today before the game had started. No. He didn't gripe about it. He didn't complain about it. He told me about it after the game, but he went back to his team and said, make sure you're tight. Make sure you do what you need to do. We're not getting any calls today. We can't control that. We're going to move forward. I would prefer as a fan, if our coach uh, spent a lot more time worrying about the things he can control and let the referees do what they're going to do. Because I don't think the time that he spent in their pocket and talking to them did any made good. a difference. It didn't make a difference. I don't think they changed any calls or changed the way they nope. were calling the game based on the time Fred spent with them. Mm-hmm. And what that will do, there, there will always be times for coaches to lobby to referees about things. We see that on every level of every sport. But if you do that, if you pick and choose your times that you do that, they are more meaningful. If you're in the coach or in the referee's ear for 20 minutes of every game, they learn to just tune you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they not going to worry about you. Yeah, they do. If you pick and choose those moments, then they go, wait a second, this guy never gives me a problem. And he saw something that he didn't like there. Am I doing something that I need to do differently? I think you make those times that you have to have contact with a referee mean more if you do less of them. Coach Shaw, just I see he's just dropped, jumped on. So, uh, sorry, coach, you're about to be mad at me, bud. I'm so sorry, but no, that's just no, kind of how I see it. So. So, so just continuing that, um, let me say, I don't disagree with you at all. I agree with you hundred percent, but I will say this. 
we know, but what what we know of Coach Shaw, we know Coach Shaw is a competitor. Yes. And mm-hmm. does not like to lose. And he's going to give Nobody 100% does. out out there uh, for his team to try and get that W. Now, I, I believe that part of that is the fight in him. Now, it, it could be over frustrations because a couple of different things that I think are going on. One, I mean, we've already talked about the officiating and how poor yes. it is. Oh, they're poor. They're and, poor and, officials. And yes, that's out of your control. I, I take your point. And, and two, maybe a misunderstanding of – some of the rules, some of the changes. Oh, they it, don't know the rules. They it's, don't know the rules the way hard. they should. It's hard to have all of that down. And I think it's pretty obvious because of, of the flags that we're getting, the illegal defenses right. and the, the illegal procedures and stuff like that. We saw it. I, I briefly spoke with Cody Brooks after the game, and he was frustrated. Mm-hmm. And, he, and yeah. I'm, I imagine he was because he got called for five of them. Yeah, and yes. And Cody Brooks is a guy that I have no doubt if you, if you outline – anything to him you explain some kind of you know a a ruling he's a sharp dude yeah you know not only is he physically gifted he's a sharp guy he he's gonna he's gonna be on top of that he's gonna he's gonna process that and know it and if he doesn't know it then he's not being instructed um and if he's not being instructed i would assume that comes on the coaching and the coaching probably that's why i i think that there is a misinterpretation of some of these rules some of this stuff has to get cleared up at some point and sooner and, than later. And and Coach Shaw is out there making a case and trying to, to and I get understand that. this. I mean, I totally and, understand and it, that. It, it, it might be hard to do when the when the officiating is so inconsistent. So True. I can definitely understand the frustration and how that can lead to some of these drawn out multiple conversations on the field that can come across poorly to the fan watching. And and I think that's all fair. Like, they're poor officials, and it's hard to deal with poor officiating. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard for fans to watch it. It's hard for players to deal with it. And I know that it's got to be hard for coaches coaching the game to go, no, no, my guys are not doing what you say they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I need you to tighten it up. Or the other guys are doing stuff that you're not calling, and it is, it is hindering the way we're playing the game. But in the end, I, I just feel like, stopping the game down that much time i don't know that you're helping in fact i'm not sure you're not hurting your case with the officials Mm -hmm. when uh they hear so much from you i don't feel like and i could be wrong like i haven't gone back and and clocked everybody in Mm -hmm. but i don't feel like the columbus coaches spent near as much time in the officials ear as we did probably not i would say not and cody just speaking of cody he just jumped on we just talk about players and, and, and people and, and they pop on there and and we love <laughs> hearing from our fans and we also love hearing from our players and coaches so please right chime in if you have anything to say uh uh coach shaw and and cody or anybody else uh well, we we want to know what your thoughts are what what you think and again, I hope I'm not burning a bridge here. I hope we're not going to have another, you know, David, shrimp. David incident where he shrimp. he doesn't like me for the rest of the time that we work together on this project because um, I was critical of the way that he handled his business in one game against Columbus on week two of the first season that we were all together. I That's think Coach Fred shrimp is much more professional than that. Oh yeah, I hope so. I, yeah, I, 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 I have no I doubt. I believe that he is. But I will say I was closer to the Lions coaching and the players, and they were confused a lot of times too. They were like, what was that? What was that? Oh, what was that? You there know? were yellow flags yeah, all the way across know, the board. And they were like, it's do new I rules throw for it? the do whole I, league. Right. They it's, were like, do I throw it? Do I not throw it? Do I throw the red flag? Do I not? You know, a lot of challenges. So even though we saw quite a few challenges, there, we could have seen more. Now, because I know the Lions coach was ready like, numerous times. To I just that. gave 
Coach Fred a hard time. I'm gonna I'm gonna give him props on something. Yeah. Um, we've been through two games. I stand right between the benches, so I hear what goes on between players. In both games, the other teams, both the Orlando Predators and the Columbus Lions, do a lot of jawing oh, at yeah. our oh, side. Yeah. You don't have to be down there to see at that. At our oh, yeah. players. Oh, yeah. Whereas we are much more composed and take care of business on the field, and we don't get into these little squabbles. We don't let them get into our head. Uh, one of the Columbus Lions players, his name is Townsend. He's a really, really good player. I'm not taking anything away from him as a player. But yeah, it's for a great a, place. But for about 15 minutes on Saturday night, uh, I was ready to, to be a lot more bold than I think I would ever be on a guy that's in his pads because all he would say, he'd try to make eye contact with anybody he could on the gunslinger side, and he'd say, it's the little things. It's the little things. You just got to tighten up the little things. We'll see y'all again, but it's the little things. Hey, coach, it's the little things to the point that I was like, dude, just shut up. I, I yelled at shut him from the stands. <laughs> I, I said, shut your mouth, 2-1. Um, and I think he heard me. Who um, was the one uh, when we missed the kick that he was doing that, that choking thing? I didn't oh, see, I see did, that. Oh, I did not like that at all. I didn't see I that. I didn't see that. Did not appreciate that. Um, and for that matter, the first week, uh, another really great player, Lonnie Outlaw. Man, shut up. <laughs> Just play <laughs> yeah. the game. You're winning. Like, you're you're winning. Just let your play on the field uh, say what you need to say. And our players do a great job of that, and that's top down. Yeah. Um, you don't see our coaches doing any of that or getting involved in that. In the moments that our players do get involved in that, coaches will call them out on it and say, hey, go back over there and take care of your business. Um, so just in the same way that I will criticize one issue – um, I'd like to come along and say I really appreciate the fact that we don't get drawn down into those petty, no, pointless, that, mm -hmm. getting in your head kind of ridiculousness. That that two one, a lot of the talking and and the ridiculousness that he was doing was aimed right at uh, Kali Rashad, like right up in his face. And mm -hmm. and and Kali didn't jaw back at him. Nope. He just mm -hmm. kind of like hey get away from me you know yep, like, like yep. he just he's just going about his business mm -hmm. and and uh, you know that's what a real professional does so Sochi Scott checking in she was standing right there with me for most of the night and she said I'm so proud of how our guys held uh held themselves uh they didn't ever respond or didn't even respond and that's true um and I like that and I, like I say I believe that comes from the top down we had one player respond I don't want to call him out but we had one player get a little <laughs> a little chippy out there where yeah. I got concerned for him a little bit he had to be held back but that's I okay we, we 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 need we need one guy out there on like the that. on the bench side of things the only people that really got mouthy back with the Columbus Lions were not wearing gunslingers uh jerseys uh -huh. but they were wearing gunslingers gear our ownership at times begin to chirp back at them. And I'm like, don't do that. Don't do that. It's not worth it. They're wearing pads and you're not. You don't need to get into a fight with these guys. Hey, we've run long here, but that's okay because it's our show and we're not beholden to any clock. But we're going to take a break right here as far as the show is concerned. Stick with us on Facebook Live. We'll talk to you for a minute. We'll be back right after this. Smoking Guns Podcast. We'll talk to you in a minute. Smoking Guns Podcast. Philip Ingham, R.C. Woods. Leo Yamas, hanging out, talking about gunslingers football, making coaches mad, and 
Various other things. Shrimp, shrimp quesadillas. Shrimp quesadillas. I never got my sweet potato pie, though, from his mama. Oh, man. Oh, RC. RC. They're driving <laughs> down from Oklahoma. Uh, okay. I'll, I won't bring it up again, all right? I'm not bringing up the porta potties anymore, either. Um, well, no. you know what? I thought about something on not? the porta potties. Isn't that what you just did? <laughs> didn't, no. Didn't. Okay, so so the venue, Freeman, said that that uh, team is not allowed to encourage or discourage um Tailgate. tailgating right putting porta potties out there would be an encouragement mm-hmm. i don't think that the freeman coliseum would allow the porta potties out there because yeah, it encourages so what we're technically not supposed to be doing well, but they're I, allowing us to do i see it's a different feel it's just like a spurs game like you park and you hurry up and try to get in there to get your seats and start your drinking so i get that so i'm a little sad because i wish we did have a little bit more of a tailgate feel but i'm okay with it it is what it is. It is. Um, I, I will trade the extra time we had to tailgate from the Rose Palace for the Freeman Coliseum. Oh, yeah. for sure. For I sure. I appreciate yeah. this place to play so I will not so complain much. about that. No more. Um, after last season. And again, we've had our conversations about the Rose Palace. It was not terrible, but it was not the Freeman Coliseum. No. And don't dog the, the, the um, tailgating experience too much because um, I was – of the three of us, I was the only one there that was there. You know, I was the earliest one there and we mm-hmm. had our seats and took out our cooler and had a few drinks and sat around and talked to people. We, we talked to Jay bone. We, mm-hmm. we talked to Jeremy. Um, we, we talked to uh, the Nelsons as they were coming in they came and hung out. We shared some drinks and you know, there is a tailgate experience. I don't, I don't want new listeners or new people to be discouraged by that. Um, it's just obviously not the tank. It's not same. all day. Right. And, yeah, exactly. You know, it's not the commanders or, or the UTSA tailgating experience that you have. Well, we're, ne- we're making the best of it. Yeah. Well, next time when we come together on June 11th, I will bring shots. Because this last game, I didn't bring any shots. Jello oh, shots. Oh, you didn't? Mm-mm, I got there late. No, she was late. Oh, that's right. You said you were late. What were you late for? Uh, my friend came with me, and I didn't realize that she had not eaten. Oh. And so then as we drove up, she's like, oh, aren't we going to eat before? I was like, okay. Right. And then we went to Josephine Street. I mean, I was also late. Yeah. But you had prom. Yeah, we were taking prom pictures. I had two girls going to prom at the same time. Wow, scary. (laughs) I mean, yay. And they looked beautiful, and it was amazing. They did look beautiful. I loved how they color-coordinated the dresses. They did. Mm -hmm. They absolutely did. Uh, but I did not make it to any of the tailgate stuff. In fact, I made it, uh, I think we were already into the second series of the game by the time I walked into the door, walked Mm. into the Freeman Coliseum, but I was listening on the, uh, broadcast and the whole thing. So there you go. There you go. Keeping track. J-Bone described it. He's more of a social hour. Yeah. 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 Yeah, good, good, good description. I like that cocktail it's, hour. Yeah, it's a cocktail hour just before you get into uh, just bring the your game. own cocktails. Right. Yeah, that's right. True. Right. And I'll throw bring... all your stuff away with you. Take it with you when you leave. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned RC that we are not coming back together in the Freeman Coliseum until uh, June 11th. I know that's a long time. It's going to be a big game. Yeah, uh, I realize you're going to have to wait a long time for it, but the Albany Empire coming into the Freeman Coliseum and it is uh, Military Appreciation Night. Mm-hmm. So lots of uh, lots of great stuff going on. Uh, put it on your calendar now, all of you. All of you that are watching, all of you that are listening, put it on your calendar now. Just June clear, 11th. Just clear that afternoon uh, and that evening. You're going to be busy. You're going to be at a football game. There might even be some special uniforms for that game or something. Oh, right? really? I yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if don't they were wearing us. the new yeah. ones or those were just fan uh, stuff that they were doing. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. 
James, uh, Jim from inside the walls. Yeah, oh. it's inside the walls. I get Jim and, and uh, Todd mixed up sometimes because really? Todd's, Todd's group is inside the arena. Uh-huh. And Jim's show is inside the walls, and so I got to ah. make sure I say the right one because they're they're very close. Wall Arena, Wall Arena, got it. There you go. Jim said every team in the league allows tailgating except SA. Um, Whoa! I wanna, it's the venue. Yeah. I, I want to point out that that's all on the venue, and uh, the, it's not that they don't allow it; it's just that they don't encourage, encourage. it. That's the key yeah. word. That's what we've been told. We we need to say. So if you were out and about, if you've been around uh, the San Antonio Gunslingers for a while, you will notice that uh, there was a lot different feel in some of the things on Saturday night. Is that fair? There were more people. Yeah. There were more people. They gave away tickets. Yep. You saw the tent as you walked up that was John Wayne. You saw a lot of folks walking around with some John Wayne gear gear on. Uh, I saw some folks giving giving out John Wayne hats. Mini footballs. Oh, I missed the hat. And and mini footballs. Uh, You saw two of John Wayne's trucks in the end zone. Uh On that, I I promised I would bring it up, so I'm going to bring it up real quick with the truck. I think it's a great thing with the trucks coming onto the field. Uh Uh-huh. And and uh, the young lady in there tossing the the t-shirts right t-shirt in, cannon in, into the yeah she's the t-shirt she's cannon. The cannon no though. but they need a t-shirt cannon yes, so they, they can do. get it up in the upper deck she got a couple up in the upper deck she's yeah. been practicing yeah, I can tell but, but she a got a couple cannon. up the cannon would be cool cannon would be cool but anyways every time they come around I, and I didn't notice this until one of the fans brought it to my attention sent me a message that said hey have you noticed this they always stop short of where they're t- yes. t- tossing yes. the t-shirts. They don't make it all the way around. They always stop like around the 15 yard line on the other side where they're re-entering. Mm-hmm. They don't get those last few sections every single time. And it's not like, that's not cool for the people sitting in those that's sections. True. So something well, to work on. Well, they can move. I'm just saying there's a lot of seats <laughs> available. Well, eventually they won't be able to do that. That's though. true, that's, that's true. Okay. And, and someone had asked me, what side is the home team and one side is the visitors? But there really isn't, right? No, not really. Um, I, I think if you, I, I think most of the Columbus folks, because there were, there yes, was they were. a pretty good contingent of Columbus folks yes. that showed up to shirts. the game. Oh, there was one lady who was oh, really loud. Oh my God, that game. mom, she was getting <laughs> on my Respect. last nerve. No, no, well, it's a football game. So, but while, she acted like a high school mom, not like a, like a, It's a football much. game. And no. she's, that one of those players she's out there is probably kid, her man. family or well, I was son, glad by the third whatever. quarter she kind of lost her voice. So, so I was happy about kid. that. As a loud person that I am at a football game, I respect other loud people. Now, don't get ugly, which she never really got ugly. Right. So when you're being loud and you can do it the whole game, you just have my respect. That's I'm sorry. I know people get annoyed with it, but you're in a football game. Right. Absolutely. Sorry, uh, RC. I disagree. Uh, I, those people were sitting <laughs> right up over in those sections right over the bench area. It felt yep. like that's mm-hmm. where. So that's what I would say is that's probably the closest thing to a home side and visitor side okay. as you have is just that kind of that section. I'm sure I've annoyed people. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> true. No. Um, <laughs> no, it's not true. <laughs> so you'll you notice. You brought a lot of friends, though. I did. Because your friends were sitting in my seats. Oh. Well, yeah. 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 
And then we try to move, and then not so, not when you got there though. No, no, no. But then when then I moved down, <laughs> and then um, some guy booted us out, and then I was like, oh my lord! So people were getting a little touchy. So uh, you noticed a lot of John Wayne stuff around, and I've had yes. some people say, "What's the deal?" Yeah, What's what is on? the deal? Well, Great John, supporters, sponsors. John, John Wayne is the title sponsor of the team, right? Um, and I, I want to make sure I pull this up and read it just the way it was written. Um, I wrote it, but I made sure that I cleared it with the team before I said it this way because I didn't want to give Do you need information. A drum roll? Yes. Do we need a drum roll? That was we a, no, we don't need a drum roll. Uh, what happened to all the noises that we have on here that you never use? That's true, I don't. And where's my pom-poms? So here's what I would say about this situation as far as the, the John Wayne stuff that you're seeing everywhere. A, John Wayne is uh, a title sponsor, has been all season. Yes, from the beginning of the season. Um, however, it appears that Gunslinger's ownership is working with some new investors or Ooh. some investors to increase the resources they have available so that they can make Gunslinger's football a premier sports experience in San Antonio and in the NAL. I'm all for um, that. If you read between the lines there, you'll understand that um, there is some shifting and some investing and some money coming alongside the Gunslinger's owners, uh, which means there's some shifting in uh, the way that ownership may be broken up or the way that certain people's jobs are done. But what it all means is my understanding, and the deal isn't finalized yet, so don't, uh, don't take this as gospel truth, but this is, that's what they're working on is John Wayne is becoming John, the guys that take care of and run John Wayne. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not a guy named John Wayne. Hey. No, it's not the John Wayne. <laughs> it's, it's a company. Rip, but, rest in peace. But, but they are uh, they're getting more involved, um, helping out with some resources, helping out with some business, helping marketing. out with some marketing. And the thing I would point to is if you were listening to the radio on Friday, mm -hmm. you will notice that there were, or you may have heard San Antonio Gunslingers commercials on the radio. Yes. Mm -hmm. We know from the inside that for a year and a half, um, Hector and Jason have been working hard to try to get decent prices and decent packages mm -hmm. on getting Gunslinger's ads on the radio. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, but it's very difficult for them to yeah. find a package mm -hmm. that makes sense for them fiscally, right? but gets it on the air enough for, well, you may have heard some on Friday. Well, here's the deal. Um, John Wayne Service Company spends a lot of money with radio stations here in San Antonio. Yes, oh, yeah. Now that they are getting, um, they are they are attempting to help the gunslingers out with some of this marketing stuff. They can call a radio station and say, "We spend hundreds of thousands of dollars with you. We have an ad we won't run Friday and Saturday. Run it." And they say, "Yes, sir, we will." It's a win-win situation. I wonder if one of those John Wayne guys likes podcasts. <laughs> I wonder. Um, so they're going to be more involved. What that means is, are you going to see more John Wayne stuff? Are you going to see more John Wayne people? Um, yeah. Is that a bad thing? Heck no. no. Mm -mm. They are super involved in the community. They are super involved in football. They are one of the title sponsors for uh, Texas Sports Productions, which, by the way, is doing the broadcast for the Gunslingers yeah. this mm -hmm. year. Um, and they so there's a connection there. Um, this is good news for San Antonio Gunslingers fans. It really is. But the they were other out thing, front introducing themselves they and were. greeting fans at the Coliseum. The mm -hmm. other thing that I was told, and that I know he'll be happy that I say, is the original ownership, the current ownership, is not going anywhere. They will still continue to be involved, and they are still uh, they are still part of this thing, and they are still part Very of the ownership. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and so they're going to still be running a lot of this. So don't. 
don't feel like this is this is uh, somebody taking over anything like that. No, um, they are going to work together and they're going to make this even better. And I think that's good news. Um, in fact, I think that is excellent amazing news, news. Um, for our gunslingers because and more resources community. means uh, more people are going to find out about the games. Mm-hmm. The more we're mm-hmm. going to have more uh, people. That's what we need. That's absolutely what we need. Um, so that's good news. That's great yeah. news. Because John Wayne has the re- – look, we've talked a lot about Jason and Hector being great guys, wanting to do something big, but not being millionaires. That's the first thing they say mm-hmm. when they come on the show mm-hmm. is, hey, we're not millionaires. We can't – well, I don't know that John Wayne guys are millionaires either, but they're a lot closer to that number than uh, than Jason and Hector are. I Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not for only, sure they are. It's not only the money, it's the customer service. You know, it's um, all of that. The advertising, the promotions, all of that. They have just more knowledge about that. Yeah. Uh, more knowledgeable. James Palmer reaches out and says, it would help if we could also yes. actually get merchandise. Such a missed opportunity this James, game. James, you're not wrong, man. With all those people there. And I had people ask me, yes. where can I go buy? Do you know where the stand is? I want to buy a jersey or a hat or a cap. Some people saw the hat I was wearing, the jersey I was wearing. Where did you get that? Can I buy one right now? Where is the stand? And I'm like, sorry. I, from what I understand, there's nothing available yet. We were told that that was in the works uh, before the season started, and it's just not there yet, and we don't know why, but it needs to happen. Now, I'm just going to throw this out there. If, if we had a table, could we sell stuff for the podcast? Well, see, and I don't know, uh, will, will the Freeman let them set up a table, uh, yeah. a merchandise area? There's lots of other stuff um, that we have to know. Could we sell it during the cocktail hour? Um, yeah, I mean, we could if we wanted to. <laughs> Alba has a lot and to keep say. it on hand. You can say some stuff on here, Alba. We'll 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 relay it on, but we'll, we'll you know, stick it wh- out whatever there. you can. Yeah, we understand if there's stuff you can't. Now, which... one of the reasons you may not be seeing merchandise, and I don't know because I haven't gotten a lot of answers. I, I, I'm I'm not sure they know what answers to give me right now. Is with merchandise specifically, mm-hmm. um, they have promised merchandise that they have as of yet been unable to deliver on i'm still waiting for mine it would be rough i think it would be rough if i had ordered a jersey or was expecting a t-shirt for my season tickets which uh, as far as i understand they're working on getting those things and those orders filled that are out there but if i knew that they still owed me those things because i had paid my money for those things but then i walked by a table where they had a bunch of other merchandise there that they had spent their time getting printed, getting made, and they were selling and making more money on. That might not be a great look. I understand that, but a lot of this stuff that we're talking about, they were limited edition, limited time, only available. So, like, I'm waiting on my black jersey, sure. right? Right. Um, so that was only available through that sale for a limited time. So if I walk by a table and they have the standard red jersey or the another color jersey but not the black, I'm cool with that because I get it. Now, why my black one isn't here yet, you know, I still have that question mark, but I'm not going to stand in front of that table and go, well, well, you got those jerseys and not not mine, because I understand they were from a different time, a different sale, a different, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's separate. But I'm, I'm also, I want this to survive. Anyone that bought a jersey, that, that means they're already supporting this team. And True. they want this to survive. And... You know, part of surviving is being able to get your merchandise out there that people are wearing so people can see, like, 
hey, what's that jersey? I can't tell you how many times that happened with me and the Commanders when I was wearing my True. Commanders right. jersey. Mm-hmm. What, what is that? Who, I've never seen that jersey before. Um, you know, that's that's part of the growth here, and we're we're lacking that. And I, I see that Alba mentioned um, that the there's a website store. And, and she yeah, gave us the link true. there. There's that's a website true. store to go and buy some stuff. But it's also really nice to have at the games. People were coming to this game, this last game, with the free tickets, not knowing what to expect. You know, it was the first time they had really probably hadn't heard much about the team. And then they were so excited while they were there, and they were ready to spend cash on something besides a $12 beer. You know, they were ready to spend Which, again, is not the gunslinger's fault. Not the gunslinger's fault, no. No. But we had that at the Rose Palace. There was merchandise there. Yeah. yeah. Right? Am I right? So, I mean, we'll see. Hopefully that comes out soon. I know there's, there's issues. There's processes that, you know, have to be... Well, done, you know, step and, by step. And but. Alba is is echoing something that I'm sure the rest of the ownership would step up and say, guys, we can you can order stuff online. Um, and I understand that. I get that. But there is there are people that will never order a gunslinger shirt online that would absolutely lay their money down in front of you at a gunslinger's game and buy that hat or buy that jersey or buy that shirt. Um, you're just they're not going to do that. They're not going to order it online and wait a couple of weeks for it to come in and all of those things. Um, I love to order stuff online. I love to buy stuff online. I love it shipped straight to my house. I'm a big fan of all that. Some people just aren't. They would rather put their money down in the moment they're thinking about it and walk away with exactly what they want. Some people, bigger guys, have this issue. I'm sure women have this issue, too. Okay. Um, I want to see how it, it fits. it's going to fit. I want to hold it up in front of me and know that this shirt is going to fit before I spend, uh, you know, $23 or $48 or whatever that, mm-hmm. that price is. I need to know um, that that's going to work. And plus, yes, there fair. was a lot of kids there. If I could see, like, little mini footballs or something. John Wayne was doing that. Yeah, they I know, those. but I'm saying more of that, you know, because there was – I mean, there were times when I was looking um, out by – where the pads are there was like 10 15 kids all jamming out there you know and they even showed them on the, on the camera so i think if we had some more stuff some more merchandise for the kids i think that would be great because you know they get excited they get their parents excited and they're going to purchase it they're not going to wait to go on the website so it's a it's something it's a bug Yes, it's a bug. It's something and, and to look at something and to, to work at, on. Something to fix. We don't want to pile on them. That's not no, what we've no, ever done. No. That's not what we're going to do now. Um, but, yeah, so uh, some way by the end of the season or hopefully maybe even by June 11th, if that's something that they can work out. And, again, we don't know what the Freeman will let them do and let them get it. There, there may be a deal with their Freeman deal that says, hey, you can't. And then at that point they would have to do something like the parking lot or yeah. something. You know, there, there's some ways around that. Um, but uh, they were throwing them out, Monique. The mini footballs, they were throwing them from. That, that was on the second level, I believe. Oh, was it? The same lady that throws from the truck. truck. No, no. She was up there on the second level walking around throwing out the mini footballs. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Okay. Did they change the thing that if you caught a ball that you could keep it? Because I thought they, they made did. an announcement that you had to they return it. They did slightly on kickoffs and. Uh, on on kickoffs mm-hmm. and on kicks, so extra points. <laughs> so anything re, re, anything involving a kick, they were saying you you have to return those. Oh, okay. not on not on throws, but on kick. And and in that first game, the majority of the balls that they lost was for kicks, um, because nobody wants to kick to number five. Um, 
except <laughs> in the last few minutes of the game yeah. when they think they have it sealed up. Apparently. We have to get to that eventually here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I did notice that they were making that announcement. Um, now, I, I that's something I need to look into because I was like, I thought it was a league rule that when a ball goes out, even on kicks, but I, I don't know the rule for sure. I want to go and look on that. But that's, that's it's definitely referees. something that was changed from week one to week two. Jim will know. He'll probably Jim pop on know. here in a second and tell us what uh, the deal with that is. Although – uh, since we're on uh, the footballs, uh, let's talk a little bit about that because, as you may have noticed, um, kicks in this league are completely unreliable. Mm. So far, yeah. And it is not just in San Antonio. And it is not just San Antonio kickers. Um, we've had two different kickers. We had mm-hmm. uh, Manny, of course, and then we had uh, Sebastian. I think that's right, right? Yes, That was Sebastian. kicking for us this week. Um, but even the Columbus kickers were having some issues with the kicks. Um, this is something going on across the league. The football that they're using is new for this year. It's called the deuce. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. reason it's called the deuce is because there's a rule that I don't know that we've ever even discussed on the show because it hasn't come up. That, what is that? on a kickoff, after you score, if you kick the ball through the uprights, mm-hmm. you get two points. Okay. Right. It's called a deuce. Gotcha. So they named the new ball for this league, the Deuce. And for some reason, this ball, and if you watch kickoffs, if you watch real kickoffs, these punch kicks that they're doing and some of that kind of stuff are different. But real kickoffs up in the air um, with that kick trajectory, by the time it gets to about our the, the kicker's 15 or 20-yard line and it is going up in the air, it just dies. It loses all energy and momentum. It's just gone. Um, so they can't get them down there to now. There's a guy that came on one of the pages the other day and said, uh, you can, it's not the football, it's the kickers. And then he's a kicker. So he's kicking and showing you how he can hit a post from this far away. Okay. You know, anybody can do anything with everything, but um, you would expect that we would be able to see some deuces scored in the NAL with a ball called the deuce you would think the nal has been around for jim five years four years four seasons oh, five seasons more than four or five with the deuce rule I, you know um and these last two weeks have been the first two weeks first weeks in the nal that there were no deuces scored across the league wow, wow. we haven't had it in two weeks um since 2017. Okay. So that's five years. And James made a comment here, which makes total sense now, um, because we had previously heard about some supply chain issues with sure. these balls. Mm. And now it turns out the entire league is suffering a shortage on these balls. All the teams are. So the league has actually changed uh, the rules about the about the, uh, the balls going to the fans. Makes sense. At least as far as we know on the kicks. So I have talked with Jim. Actually, the same guy you're talking about there. I've talked with him a little bit. Um, This is something that the league is aware of. This is something the league is looking for some uh, solutions for and some options for because you can't take the one thing that makes your game different and interesting Mm -hmm. and lose it. So they're all all scrambling to figure out how are we going to fix this issue. We've got a brand new football. We're proud of it and excited about it. Jim and I were even talking last night, Jim and I, Jim and I mm-hmm. were even talking last night, and he was noticing that uh, some of these quarterbacks, and these quarterbacks are no slouches, um, out of their hands, the balls are tight spirals, but as they reach their target, they begin to flutter. 
Mm. So he feels like that may even be an issue with this particular football and the way it's put together. Well, I've noticed like some guys on the side, they're like bouncing the football. I haven't seen that before. It's like, it's not a basketball, it's a football. Uh, yeah. That, so it has to be something in the I'm material, sure the owners right? don't like guys bouncing the footballs on the, on, yeah. So I was watching uh, <laughs> Javin Kilgo do that. Yeah. He, he did it though. He was standing <laughs> practically right beside me and he was just able to throw it down into catch it. the ground and it would come what? right back to him yeah, every time. Yeah, throwing Javin under the mm. bus. You called him out by <laughs> name. I didn't say a name. It was I, him. I, you don't have to yell. It's a microphone. It picks you up. You don't have to yell into it. Um, I was actually really impressed with the, uh, the, the ability to do it over and over and over again. Like footballs are, <laughs> are footballs. Yeah, the consistency of throwing it down and being able to get it to pop right back up to you and catch it. You just have this knack of, that's impressive. of, of saying things that make quarterbacks not like you. I guess. <laughs> I guess. It's a habit. Um, Roy, J-Bone, Kent looked like he was throwing wounded ducks, which he hadn't done in the past. It has to be the ball. And Todd Mintz says that Brendan Bear. The Sharks kicker has a history for a lot of deuces. If that's true, um, then Jim is going to pop on here in a second and go, that's absolutely true. Um, perhaps it is the ball. I, I am willing to say that you go two weeks uh, in a league that's been around for four years before this, and every, um, every week for four years you had at least somebody scoring deuces, and then you go into two weeks with a brand-new football and you don't have any Maybe. across your entire mm -hmm. league – yeah, I think it's that's fair to say telling. it could be fair the football. Yeah. It's a good point. Um, yeah. And it's it's inconsistent. And, I mean, I had this conversation with Sebastian during the game. It was a truncated conversation because he's working. Um, so I don't spend a lot of time. But uh, he did say these balls suck. Mm. As a kicker, he said these balls suck. Um, he didn't like them. So... Uh, Jay, uh, Jim pops in and says that Brandon Bear uh, was the... 2018 NAL kicker of the year due mm. to his ability to knock in some deuces for his team. Mm, nice. Um, and Jim is a uh, Jacksonville Sharks fan. Yeah. Big time. So that, that's interesting about those balls. And, uh, you know, in, de, in defense of, of um, Sebastian, um, you know, because someone mentioned earlier, I don't remember who it was anymore, made a comment that said, you know, we wouldn't have been – looking or worried about that extra second at the end have we been able to convert some extra points That's during true. the game um it's not so, incorrect but i don't know that i don't know that anybody is confident in this league i'll tell you that albany and jacksonville yeah. came down to overtime and the difference in overtime was a missed extra point kick after a touchdown had been scored mm -hmm. that there, there's no way you should miss that like so, that those aren't misses couple that with a brand new kicker that's basically just right off the bus right mm -hmm. and and it's it's a tall order it really is because there's a lot to you don't just step up to the ball and kick it i mean there's a lot of timing going on there the holder you know has something to do there's 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 got to be some repetition there some practice that's why special teams practice when we talked back in the commander days and we talked to um uh scott, scott daly, scott daly mm -hmm. and his crew over there and he told us it's all muscle Memory and, and and he's a long snapper in the NFL now. Yep. Resigned with after a year without a single bad snap the whole season after replacing a legend. Right. Detroit I might Lions. Say. Yeah. Yes. Detroit Lions. Congratulations to Scott Daly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, he big time us now. He doesn't listen to the show anymore. No, he doesn't listen to us anymore. But I'm I'm still really proud I'm sure of the he guy. Does. 
No, um, he doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I've messaged the dude, and he keeps leaving me on red. Like, but, he doesn't uh, listen to our show anymore. It's He's bigger than us. all it's about repetition. And, and it was just uh, the Gunslingers were, and Sebastian were in a very, very difficult situation. Uh, so, so J-Bone is asking Jim specifically, but we're, I want to try to address it. Uh, do the balls weigh more? Um, or just the difference in the way the balls look. I, I grabbed one of these like one time. It feels like the outside skin of the ball is almost padded. Mm. It's almost squishy. Don't we have one in here? Um, I think we do. I don't know. Maybe. I'm going to get it right now. Um, it's, it's padded, almost squishy. My guess is um, it, it, it converts a lot of that energy in the kick into this padding, into this uh, thicker hide that it has. And, uh, oh, here we go. We got one. The deuce. Yeah, so feel what I'm talking about and see if you see if that makes any sense at all. It's got a little bit of a squish um, to the... A little bit of squish and some tack and... I think it just looks bigger. I mean, it is, and but I feel that's like, not I feel thing. like Kenny Pickett with the small hands. <laughs> <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers yeah. quarterback, Kenny Pickett. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I really think that that might have, and, and I know that uh, some people have, have taken pictures of this ball versus the last ball, and the uh, nose of the ball is noticeably little, rounder on these, and they are blunted. more pointed yeah, yeah. on the other ones, so that may affect it some, um, but I really think that's what you're looking at. I don't think it's a weight issue or anything like that, although no, this not, is a heavy ball. It's like a little I'm, heavier, I'm holding it but... right now, and it's a heavy ball. Oh, for a football. Let me see how my hand looks. Ironically. There you go. Oh, yeah. my gosh. There's the name, Deuce. But there's there's a possibility that we could see something coming out from the league that uh, I don't know if they're looking at like a K-ball um, mm-hmm. sort of thing that they'll bring in specific kicking balls or. Another league did that just recently. Mm-hmm. Um, something says- along that line. But they're they're noticing that this is a difference, that there's a difference in play this year and and they've changed the ball that's got to have something to do with it. it's 13 pounds what's the regular weight of the ball? it's inflated to 13 pounds oh i see yeah that's 13 pounds per square inch um in the ball so unless you're tom brady right then then, then you deflate it to that. where you yeah. want it absolutely <laughs> and it's okay yeah absolutely uh so that is something that is going on that is something that the league i've been told is working hard to fix is the ball um, and like I say, just the squishy, um, and it's not super, but you know, that's got to convert a certain amount of the, of energy, like a shock absorber, you know, a little bit, um, when you kick that. So anyway, that's, that's riveting football talk, right? right? <laughs> Literally yes. football talk, talk about <laughs> football, about the football. Um, but yeah. they're working on that. They're going to they're gonna work on that and find an answer. I'm going to put that there so that uh, you can see the gunslingers right at the camera there. There you go. Um, what, uh, let's take another break real quick. When we come yeah, back, we will wrap up. Um, <laughs> I was laughing at my squishy guy. It's squishy. You feel the ball. It's squishy. Um, Maybe your hand's squishy. It's not like a, it's not like a <laughs> Nerf ball, but it's kind of got that. The squishy feel feel on the skin of like a, a little bit of a padding sort of feel right yeah, on. it's like uh we're gonna take a break right there we won't talk about squishy balls anymore uh <laughs> san antonio gunslingers football uh no we're the smoking guns podcast we'll be right back after this san antonio gunslingers uh talk on smoking guns podcast we're back we're back uh philip higginbotham leo yamas and rc woods 
uh, we were talking a little bit about a certain gentleman, a certain number five. Yeah. For mm-hmm. the North Texas Bulls. I'm sorry, the San Antonio Gunslingers. Why? Have you noticed? We've got a North Texas Bulls coach. We got Robert Kent Jr. playing quarterback for us. We got white helmets, red jerseys. We're in the North Texas Bulls. No, we're not. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, number five. Yes. Kali Rashad. Kali Rashad. I sit my I sit right next to his family too. Yes. It makes it even more fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I mean it's great. They're great. Kali Rashad had a game on Saturday. Amazing. Yes. I mean, I, I see this comment from Teresa. He brings energy to the game to the, the game. He brings energy to that whole building. Like literally. Well, it, and I haven't gone back and watched the game yet. Watched the broadcast of uh-huh. the game yet. But I will say that I felt like the Gunslingers had a great first, second, and fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. We're down a little bit in the third quarter. That is the quarter that Kali Rashad, due to the substitution rule, had to yes. spend most of it on the sideline. Yes, mm-hmm. because he went out of the game, but he went out. And, and again, I, I'm not familiar with the rule. He went out because of an injury. But and he was he, in the game for the start. He came out because of an injury. Went back in the game, and then on the next kickoff, I believe is when this happened, he came off the field for the kickoff, which means he's dead for the quarter. So, yeah. He can, he can go, he, if you start the quarter, you can come out and go back in one time. Mm-hmm. If you come out after that, you're dead for the quarter. And because of that injury, he came off the field, they yep. played a play. He went back on the field, and then the next time there was a kick, he was not part of the kick coverage unit. He came off. At that point, he's dead. And the referee noticed that? I don't know. Somebody noticed it. But yeah, I, somebody, it, I don't know if it was the Columbus Lions or I if it was, it was the, the referee. Yeah. It might have been yeah. the Columbus Hello. Lions. But probably. If you watch the broadcast... Jim, correct uh, me on that if I'm wrong, because that's my understanding of the rules. Yes. If you watch the broadcast, uh, those guys, uh, Robert and Ray, the, mm-hmm. the, the two announcers, they didn't make any mention of the situation with, with Kali Rashad. They, they, they clearly showed the injury on camera. The replay guy even kind of uh, showed that and then followed him off the field because the replay guy was concerned on, on how Kali Rashad sure. was doing. Yeah, of the course. cameraman was. Um, but I thought it was interesting. So when that happened, you know, the, they didn't really get into that much. They didn't talk about the injury. And then he went off the field. And then something really interesting happened. The following possession that Kali wasn't in there anymore. <laughs> they said, without. Number five's not back there. We can kick it to their returner now. No, 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 no. no. I'm talking oh, about the, oh, okay. the, the broadcasters <laughs> during the gunslinger's possession. They said, this is the worst possession the gunslingers have had all game. And I'm like, yeah, because Kali Rashad isn't on the field. <laughs> and I was so frustrated uh, because I, I thought that was unfair that, that he wasn't out there. He was not allowed to be out there. Um, so, not to say that the gunslingers don't have other weapons, but right now right. Kali is just putting he's on, himself he's on, fire. on a whole different level. Yes. Sochi Scott checking in and saying, sorry, I had no choice. His, well, his well-being comes first. Absolutely. Oh, we're not saying anything no, about no, that. No, no, no. Certainly. Yeah. Um, we're not blaming the training staff at all. Um, ultimately, it's a learning experience where we go, hey, if we have a guy injured that comes off the field for a play, when he goes back in, if we want to keep him, we got to keep him in there the whole time. Yeah, we have to be careful. He can't with that. step back off the field for another play, or he's he's dead. 
dead not for literally the not literally it's dead for the quarter um the uh uh kali rashad though uh, uh returns the so the thing that i thought you were going to is once mm-hmm. kali rashad was off the field the next time columbus scored they went ahead and kicked deep because they were mm-hmm. like ah number five's not back there anymore but Mike Williams is still back there, and he burned him. And he burned yep. him, yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've so, got some – we've got uh, – the Gunslingers have lots of talent on the team. We do Don't have get lots me wrong. of talent. But like I said, Collier Shad is just putting himself on a different level out there. He is balling out. He is. Just putting, leaving everything out there on the field. And it's not just the runs. It's not just the hurdles. It's not just the stuff you're seeing. It's the little things. Who recovered the onside kick? At the end. Right. Kali Rashad. Of course. Who broke up a, a, a really, like, a pass that would have been a, maybe a touchdown towards the end of that game and stepped in there? That was on the injury, actually, because he got kneed in his mm-hmm. leg from one of his own players. But who was in there stepping making a great play on defense? Kali Rashad. He's playing all three facets of this game. Mm-hmm. And blowing people's minds oh. on every single True Ironman. And just before the... Um, before the onside kick, who returns a kick from the opposite side of the field mm-hmm. when it should have been down three times? There's at mm-hmm. least three times that kick return should have been ended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he hurtled a guy. He jumped. He cut over. across yeah. the yes. field. The whole field. He, he, I mean, amazing. He had an incredible game. He played incredibly well. He did a lot of it on special teams. I would, I would not be surprised, Jim, if. Uh, we see later that uh, Kali Rashad was was the special teams player of the week. I will hop in my car and now, drive to Florida, Jim. He had a great <laughs> he had a great game on the Ironman. We just talked about how he mm-hmm. did some things on defense. He did some things on special teams. He did some things on offense. Yep. And that's like maybe he's the Ironman of the week. Oh, I would like that title. He's not because there's a guy up in Albany named Darius Prince who went off. That in name sounds familiar. The Albany Games. Yeah. So Darius Prince, for those of you that have been with us since the command post days. That's yes. right. Was one of, one of your San Antonio commanders, Darius he Prince. He was. And he is, uh, Jim, am I wrong to say he, he might be the best player in the league right now, Darius Prince? Um, he had two touchdowns, at least, that I know of. Two interceptions. Mm. When you do those kind of things on the field and you put up those kind of numbers, you're going to be the Iron Man of the week. I don't think there's any doubt um, that D- Darius Prince will be your Iron Man of the Week for Week Two in the NAL. No, I mean, I, I understand. Jim doesn't agree with me though. Uh-oh. He says, "Me, maybe." Meh. James Palmer even said, he, "He said, yeah, that's true. There was a face mask, and it was called, but it didn't even slow him down." Yeah, yep. <laughs> he just kept going, and then, and then on top of all of that, I just want to add: after the game, he hung out there at the side at the side along the the uh, the dasher board mm-hmm. took pictures with absolutely every single person every kid that wanted to come out sign autographs i mean he's love him uh, he, he well, was just great with the fans and and, and he's got a motor that just doesn't quit yeah, i was standing absolutely. there on the sidelines you guys know where i stand i've already made a big deal about that he was near me when he was off the field and anytime he walked by me just buzzing with energy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was ready to be back on that field. His motor was still running, and you could feel it when he walked by you. That uh, runs in the family, by the way, I could tell you. <laughs> Jim must have been saying, eh, is he the best player in the league as far as Darius Prince? He says uh, Jonathan Bain, who is the quarterback for the Cobras. The Cobras? Question mark. He'll let us know. Yeah, he'll tell me. 
I'm yeah. pretty sure he's the uh, quarterback for the Cobras. Uh, he says he's the best player in the league right now. Speaking of the Carolina Cobras, that's going to be the next team that the San Antonio Gunslingers play, but they're not going to be here in San Antonio. They no. get to go to wah, Carolina wah. in two weeks, three weeks. May 21st. Three weeks. May 21st. Thank you. Yeah. That's that's more helpful than me guessing how many weeks that is. John Wayne, <laughs> I'm hoping uh, owners and John yes. Wayne and all the listen, other sponsors, listen. everyone involved, I'm hoping you guys are putting together – a plan for an awesome watch Huge party. Watch party would be that awesome. I will be at, and I know several people will be at if it's put together. Could we go live there? Maybe for a little uh, bit. For a little bit. We'll see. Don't we want to watch the game? I want to watch do, the game. I want to be a fan. Pre-game. I don't want to talk into a mic. Maybe, okay. How about game. a pre-game little live podcast? Uh, we'll see. We'll talk. Okay. All right. We'll see. We'll see what uh, what what they're willing to pay us to do. <laughs> Give, give, us frankly, some hearts. give us some hearts. Hey, John Wayne, you guys like podcasts? We're really in this for the money. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. why we yeah. do what we do. It's all about the oh, money. Yeah, Just because sure. I'm in my scrubs is because uh, I kind of have a job. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. We all have jobs. And uh, we, would, we would gladly do this full time if somebody's willing to pay us the podcast full time, right? If they want to give us $100,000 a piece sure. to yeah. do the podcast, we would do it. We're, we're in. We're in. Uh, Jim checking in and says Prince is good. Actually, he says Prince is damn good. He is. Uh, and will be a guy that will most likely win MVP, but Bain is having the better start to this season. Uh, quarterbacks and Ironmen are different animals, different mm-hmm. beasts. Um, and so I can certainly understand how Jonathan Bain is making a difference in his team in a way that Darius Prince can't do. Uh, what is interesting, we didn't even realize that we had – those two facing off against each other in the first week of the season, a game that went in – no, it did not go into overtime, but it was a close game. Mm-hmm. Um, when Carolina and Albany met, that was a big game. We didn't even realize how big – we didn't. Zach and Jim did. They had been saying yeah. all season that this was a game you wanted to watch and Carolina was a team that could challenge for a championship and Albany being the champions. This was a game you wanted to pay attention to. Um, we We didn't know that. We didn't realize that was the case but jim did yeah jim knows what he's talking about he's, yeah he's been around the he's been around for a while he knows what he's mm-hmm. so we have a game in three weeks may 23rd 21st I'm 21st sorry. May 21st it's the cobras but it's not here nope. um it's in carolina um and i'm just gonna be really honest with you i know that nobody likes that we're owing to but i'm gonna be really really honest and say don't be surprised if we wind up owing three not because the gunslingers are bad and anybody can snap can can step up and beat any team anytime. Every given Sunday or Saturday. But the Carolina Cobras are playing really good. Based football. on their last based well. on their last two games, yeah. they're playing in a different league almost. almost in a different league than anybody they've played mm-hmm. against. Yeah. Agreed. Meanwhile, the San Antonio Gunslingers, they have competed. Holding our own. They they have been competitive in both of their games, but they're still trying to get over the hump. Agreed, but I also, and, and a lot's going to, and, and not that I don't have confidence in Javin. I, I think Javin is, uh, you know, he's he's a solid guy, and I think they can be competitive with Javin, but I think that experience that we talked about earlier mm-hmm. with Kent Jr. Um, can really kind of take this team at least where they are right now and bring them to a different level qu- quicker. And I I can't wait to see if that works out. 
I can't wait to see what this team looks like after a couple of weeks of practice, able to get in, able to kind of right. get in sync, that get that timing down mm-hmm. that we saw there was some obvious hiccups there in the timing, right? Um, and rightfully so, understandably so. I can't wait to see what this team looks like when we get past that. Now, mm-hmm. if we do wind up zero and three. I'll tell you one thing. If we go into Carolina, probably the best team in the league right now, and we play competitive football and don't win, but that's, competitive? that's okay. Yeah. Like, look, the Predators, and we played the Predators. The Predators went into – did they go into Carolina? Was that game – that game was in Carolina. And they looked outmatched from beginning to end. Um, and we played the Predators. So if we go in and we're competitive, that says something – if you get the win, that says even more. For sure. Yeah. Um, but if you come out of there and you're 0-3, don't give up on a season. This season is 14 games long. Mm-hmm. And we're talking as fans here. You never say it's okay to, to get a loss if you're competitive as a player or a coach. We're talking as fans. I'm sure our players right now are disagreeing with us very heartily <laughs> and yeah. coaches. Um, but we just know that that Cobras team, that's that's going to be They're a, a challenge. They're playing incredibly good football. Yeah. That doesn't mean you can't beat them. Nope. Right. Um, we've, seen ter- we, we've seen terrible teams, and we're not a terrible team. I've seen terrible teams beat good teams. Uh, RC is absolutely right. Any given day, mm-hmm. uh, a team can come up and beat another team. And maybe this is – I tell you, if the gunslingers do that, if they walk into Carolina and walk out with a win, there will be a lot of chatter all the way across oh, yeah. the NAL mm-hmm. about – um, maybe we've completely got this wrong. Like maybe we maybe we have written off the gunslingers too soon. Because the gunslingers, a lot of people are saying they're a three and nine team in this league this first season. Mm-hmm. I hope that's not the case. I hope so too. Um, and I'm surprised. So Jim gets a lot. They have a show inside the walls podcast. They're going to have actually three different versions of their show uh, starting this week. One on Wednesday, um, talking about. The, I think it's Wednesday Rewind. Uh, Thursday is Turf Talk, where they're going to talk, of, uh, have an interview with a player, some of that kind of stuff. And then Friday they're going to um, take a look at games that are coming up the next week. Uh, go listen. Go pay attention to them. they got lots of great information about the NAL, and they talk about your gunslingers fairly regularly because there's only six teams in the league. But he has told me he's gotten a lot of guff from gunslingers fans and, and ownership, and, you know, you guys – don't give San Antonio the respect they deserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will just say this. He just put on the, the comments here. He doesn't believe the Gunslingers are the worst team in the league. He says I've, the Gunslingers played a team that is worse than them, but that team just got lucky. And it, that team is from Mickey Mouse land. And that's an inside mm-hmm. joke for us. <laughs> uh, and so that's Orlando. Yeah. He thinks your Gunslingers are better than the Orlando Predators. Yeah, but again, any given day, and that was the first game in the NAL. That's that's always going to be a learning curve. That's hard to do, and the Predators were new. He's given me his power rankings: Carolina one, uh, Columbus two, Albany Albany three. three, Jacksonville four. That hurts him to say, I'm sure. San Antonio five and Orlando, Orlando six. six. So the Gunslingers just lost by one point. With a quarter with a quarterback and a kicker just right off the bus mm-hmm. to the second best team in in the league, according to Jim. Yeah, second according best team Jim. in the league. Yeah, I hope we're not stepping on your show, but you put it out there. So uh, he loves doing his power rankings at the end of his show. I hope we didn't uh, steal them from you. 
But, uh, but yeah, your gunslingers are competing. And mm -hmm. at this point, that's good. Like, yeah. that's, that's enough. You, I want to win better. games. I want to see them win games. But I, I certainly didn't want to come into a new league where we didn't really know what to expect and get run out of our building in, in two straight games to start off the, the season. We didn't do that. We had a chance to win both of those games. In yeah. fact, right. I'll be real honest with you. I don't think Orlando or Columbus won either of those games. We lost them I as think, much as they won. I think the Gunslingers lost them yes. more than the those teams True. won them. Uh, we I had an opportunity. Them. Yeah, we had an opportunity. We were competitive. Mm -hmm. We just didn't finish out the way we, we would have hoped to. Yep. We ran out of time. I Interesting think that's what Cody said. From James Palmer that some better officiating might actually help the team on those away games. Possibly. Yeah, that's, yeah it's entirely yeah, possible. We'll see. We'll see. Now, I will say I had a conversation with the Lions owner. His name is Josh. He's a great guy. Um, I got to talk to him after the game, and uh, I said, man, we gave you a run for your money. That was a really great game. And he goes, yeah, this is the worst game we played all season. If we'd have played better, it wouldn't have been as close. I love this kind of, this kind of <laughs> mentality. Um, we played bad. That's why you were able to be in the game. Maybe you played bad because we played good. Like, maybe your offense wasn't able to do the things you wanted mm -hmm. to do or they normally do because our defense is better. That's true. Than you expected us to be. Um, great guy. He's, he's cheering on his team. He's excited about his team. I'm not saying anything bad about Nobody say anything less. him as an owner. But. He's an owner. Yeah. You know? Your team was bad. That's why the game was close. Maybe. Maybe not. Uh, Jim says we'll go one and two on a three-game road trip. Losses to Carolina and Jacksonville, win over Orlando. That's out there now, Jim. We'll, we'll, We've got it. We'll we hold can you remind to it. you. We'll hold you to it. Um, and for that matter, he's saying Jacksonville's going to win San Antonio because he's a Jacksonville fan. Of course. Yeah. Well, that and they're, for, they're a pretty good football team. <laughs> they are. But Maybe they've, that. They've, they've Minor lost, detail. They're 0-2, but they've lost both games in overtime. But mm. so are the Gunslingers, and I would argue, and you could probably argue the same for those other teams, but I would – really argue that we haven't seen the best of the gunslingers by True. a long shot. I think they are we have more to a come. much better team than what they've shown so far. They just got a couple of things to work out. Gotta practice a little they gotta bit more. They got to work out some eliminate those false starts. Mm -hmm. um, they got to get a grasp on that uh, the rules. illegal defense rules. Yeah, uh, there, there's some stuff to clean up, and it's going to get cleaned up. Let's Fair, say this. Quick. Jacksonville and San Antonio are both 0-2. They both have played competitively down to the last minutes of their game. Jacksonville in two straight overtime games coming up short. San Antonio uh, attempting to come back in both of their games and just coming up short. Uh, that being said, um, I, now that I think about it, the Carolina game I'll be interested. I think it's a great measuring stick. Like, how do we compete against what is probably the best team in the league? I won't be surprised if we come out of there with loss. Um, but Jacksonville becomes a game that I'll really watch closely now because I think they may be, especially with some time uh, in practice with Kent, uh, if Kent sticks on. Man, I want to talk about that in a second. Um, if all of that stays the way it looks like it should, I'll be real interested to see that game. I know Jim will be there uh, live, and I'll be real interested to watch that game on, uh, on the broadcast because I think that might be a real good indicator that – you might be looking at the game where the gunslingers announce themselves mm -hmm. if they can come up with that win. 
Um, so, so we say guns up. What's a, the hand sign for fins up? I don't know. It's probably like a this? fin. I don't know. Um, so I don't know. Let's talk a little bit about this Kilgo Kent situation. Okay. Because I feel like it's brewing there that uh, there's an opportunity here for the gunslingers to say, hey, we brought Robert Kent in just to get us to Kilgo being well again. Mm-hmm. And now that Kilgo's good, we're going to let Kent go do his, his thing. Um, and we're going to go back to Javin Kilgo, who we started the season with and we believe in and we think is great. I would push back on our general manager, Jonathan, a little bit and say, you need two quarterbacks. Yes, anyway. of course. You yeah. always need a backup. Yeah. Why do. not make it Kenton Kilgo and whoever's going to give you the best chance to win? No offense, Javin. That's probably Kent. Although I think Kilgo, I think Javin is very excited about Kilgo being a part of things because he, the few times we've talked about it, loves to watch and see what this guy does that I can make part of my game. Javin's a great guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You need two quarterbacks anyway, my estimation. There is no reason you don't keep both of these guys on your roster. And when mm-hmm. you go into Carolina, you say, who gives me the best chance to win? Uh, and, and you go with that guy. And I think that will end up being Robert Kidd just because he has stores of knowledge um, about playing the indoor game. Robert Kidd Jr. has forgotten more football than I know. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, he's been playing football – since 2004 in a professional capacity, right? Mm-hmm. He's won three titles Experience in indoor football. Mm-hmm. He, is, um, he has been a head coach of an indoor football team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duke City Gladiators last year. He is, um, you're right, he's forgotten more football than a lot of people will ever know. A lot of uh, indoor football than mm-hmm. a lot of people will ever know. Um, having that guy on your field is like having a – uh, a quarterback and a head coach together. Mm-hmm. So you already got a head coach, but why not have an extra one? Two for uh, one. If they're yeah. in, if they're in concert with each other, that that does nothing but work out well for you. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I heard a story. I'll, I'll, I'll share a little. I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. Um, coming out of the locker room at halftime, I had somebody pull me aside and say, "Hey, Robert Kent addressed the team." told him what he was seeing and what they can do to fix it. Let's see how it shows up on the field. But he had a long conversation with both sides of the ball about what they can do on this side of the field. If you remember correctly, the gunslingers went out and marched right down the field and scored a touchdown. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So he saw something and was able to coach them up a little bit and give them some ideas of what to do. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure Coach Fred had some things to tell them, too. But you get those two guys working in concert with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good news. That's really good news. Good leadership skills. I agree. Looking forward to it. Hopefully it happens. Mm-hmm. J-Bone's right. Uh, Robert Kent Jr. played for the Talons. That's yep. correct. But to be fair, it would be quicker to list the teams that Robert Kent Jr. has not played for, I think. You <laughs> look at arena. his uh, – he has a uh, Wikipedia page, and it's just a, a list – Yep. Of teams that he's played for in indoor football. Bye, Sochi. Bye, Sochi. Uh, so, we've got a couple of weeks of downtime. And then we've got three weeks of the gunslingers being away. Mm-hmm. The road trip. The road trip. Who's going to make that road trip? I'm not going to. I'm games. not going. I can't afford to. <laughs> um, I'm just a poor podcaster. And... <laughs> 
doesn't pay as well. Now, if somebody wants to pay me $100,000, like I said before, uh, we can talk about I'll go out to all the games. I'll, I'll follow the team around. $100,000 a year. Gladly. Okay. Sure. Um, you can make that check out to Philip Higginbotham. Two L's. Um, what I hope doesn't happen. So when I was a kid, I was just thinking about this the other day. When I was a kid, I used to turn on the TV and I would watch TV. And then it would be time to go somewhere or do something. And mom would make me turn off the TV. And there was a period of time, I think everybody's had this at one point in their life, that they felt like, does the TV keep working? Does the show keep going after I turn it off? Or is it going to wait for me? You ever do that as a kid? Did you ever have those thoughts as a kid? No. RC? Uh, no. Am I no. just a weird guy? Yeah, you're you a weird are. guy. You're Pretty weird narcissistic, guy. only child. I totally get that. Um, <laughs> so I used to think that. Like, I would watch my Sesame Street because I was a little kid, and mom would say, I have to turn it off because we're going somewhere. And I'm like, when I come back, can I turn it on and it'll be in the same spot? Does it wait for me? I'm darker than you are. I've had that same thought, but not about TV, okay. about life. Okay. When, when when people pass away, move on, mm -hmm. does their life continue somewhere else just as it, like, oh, like they, you know, they woke up the next day and it didn't happen, but to all of us left behind, it's different. Is there another different. dimension? Yeah. Okay. okay. Interesting. I had that. This thought. got deeper than I expected way it to be. <laughs> yeah, way deeper than I expected it to be. So here's my point with that, yeah. with that little story. Um, this is going to keep going even though they're not in the Freeman Coliseum. True. Yeah. You have to stay engaged. You have to be uh, mindful of what's going on. Don't just turn off your your support for the gunslingers because they're going to be out of town for six weeks or five weeks or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, continue to stay engaged. Continue to, to talk online. Um, continue to interact with us. Interact with in the, inside the walls. We're the um, with inside the arena and Todd and those guys. Continue um, to post on the fan page on wherever you can. They can't, they can't post on the oh, fan page. Well, fan page locked. Uh, continue to yeah, post page, can't they? anywhere you can and tag anywhere. the gunslingers, tag, uh, and, and ask for that uh, watch party because I think yes. those need to happen. Tag right. me, R.C. Woods. Um, but go ahead. while, And we're not sure how that happened, by the way, the, the fan page getting locked. But it is locked. Only uh, the administrators can post on it. So... Um, I tell you what, until we figure that out or until that gets fixed, or maybe it never gets fixed. I don't know. I, I don't know why that's locked. But guess who's an administrator? Use the Smoking yeah, Guns me. podcast page yeah. as a fan page. Like, yes. We'll so? let you post on our yes. page. Yes, always. I think you can. Yeah. I think they can. If not, we can make some changes. Yeah, we'll make some changes and we'll make that as long available as you don't to abuse you so it. we can have conversation there. Yeah. Um, so let's do that. But stay engaged, stay involved. If there's watch parties in there, will be. Um, make your way out to the watch parties and, and bring a few bucks for a beer. Bring a few friends. Bring yes. some friends and enjoy uh, watching the San Antonio Gunslingers football game with your friends. Um, and with the Smoking Guns podcast, I think all three of us would plan on being there. For yeah. sure. Um, and we'll, we'll make a time of it. It won't be as fun as being in the building, in the arena, watching our team. But it'll be something. It'll be something that we can enjoy together. Don't disengage. Don't say, well, while they're not in San Antonio, it doesn't exist. Because that's a long time to be disengaged, and that I think that would be devastating. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then June 11th, we've all got to come back together. Now, 
It's Military Appreciation Day. Let me say, for whoever's doing promotion stuff out there, I saw this today. Uh, May 21st, the Albany Empire doing a Military Appreciation Day. They are offering free entry for anyone with military ID. Mm. Whoever's doing promotional stuff for the San Antonio Gunslingers, do that. Like, that's a great way. It's a good idea. Mm-hmm. That's a great way um, to say thank you to people that we always need to find ways to say thank you to. Um, active duty military. And it's a great way to get people in the building. For sure. Um, and have them enjoy a game. I know it's going to cost something. I get that nothing is free. Um, and that costs us something on some side. But I can't think of a better way to cost yourself a few dollars than to say thank you to our active duty military and to get people in the building that will enjoy the game, enjoy the atmosphere, and enjoy what's going on. So just sure. a humble podcast guy, I think that's the way to go. And I've already seen one team doing it around the league. Let's be, the, uh, let's be one of those teams that does that. Right? Yeah, that would yep. be great. Um, Phil, I heard it was first responders. No, there is a first responder day, but military appreciation is the uh, 11th. I'm fairly, I'm almost 100% certain. Right? I'm not know. 100%. I am. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm going with it. Go with I could it. be wrong, but I'm going to go with it. I'm going to charge into this fight with, yeah. Philip's never wrong. What? I can't think of a time I've been Except wrong. about hats. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, let's not get on the hat <laughs> conversation again. <laughs> Flat bill hats are a joke. Um, anyway, so don't disengage. Stay involved. We're still here. Have conversation about your team, even though the rough part is not that they're going to be on the road, I feel like. The rough part is two straight bye weeks. Plus, they have yeah. practice but, here. Uh, but that's, that gives go. them the opportunity to get to get to, right. Right. to get things going, to get, you know, synced up. So, But they can attend to practice. They're going to be still be here. Right. Now, we hear yeah. they're not practicing this week, but I imagine they'll be getting on the field the next week. Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. And I, I don't know that it's this whole week they're not practicing, but yeah, we don't know. We don't. We know. don't know. Yeah, we don't find out though because I want to. You go can to always ask somebody. Just don't know. Yeah, we don't, we don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, San Antonio Gunslinger's Facebook page would be the the team's Facebook page would be what I would send a message out into uh, to ask when practice times are so that you could go out and watch practice. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. It's interesting. I'll reach out to Coach Shaw and ask him. Um, yeah, you should do that because I don't think he likes me anymore. Ah, <laughs> you're being too hard on yourself. Um, stay engaged. Stay engaged with the league. Look, just because we're on a bye week for two weeks doesn't mean there aren't games going on in the NAL, and you can learn things. You can watch the Predators, a team we've played, play somebody else, and you can get an idea of where you feel like we're at. Or you can watch Columbus play. Or you can watch Carolina and see how badly they beat somebody so that when we're competitive or when we beat them, you can go, ah, they're really good, and we did something. Um, there's no reason, just like you do in the NFL. I don't know about you guys, but when the, when the Cowboys are on a bye week, you I don't watch not football. watch football. That's right. I just no. watch other football. That's true. Yeah, good football. Well, hey. <laughs> that wasn't very nice. Man, did I walk right into that. <laughs> Sorry, you Jerry. You did. Um, watch other football. Watch other NAL games. Watch other indoor games. I mean, they're not as good, but watch them. Um, but watch Carolina, watch Columbus, watch the uh, Orlando and Jacksonville. Yeah, even Columbus. watch Jacksonville, right, Jim? Yeah. I mean, why not? Um, Spins up, I guess. You don't have to say that on our 
Uh, there was some sarcasm there. Oh, okay, good. Um, but give, give this league your attention because it's where we are. Um, in just the same way that you would watch uh, the Eagles play so that you can feel, get a good idea of how they're going to match up against the Cowboys. Or you'd watch the Raiders play and cheer for whoever's playing against the Raiders. Anybody. Even the Cowboys, yeah. <laughs> Even the Cowboys. Uh, then, yeah. Um, but make this a priority. Hey, look. It's a priority for us. Mm-hmm. Look, yeah. Better Call Saul has a new episode on tonight, and I'm here. More than that. My Dallas Mavericks are in the playoffs starting tonight, Ooh. and I'm here. Speaking of which, Leo, you owe me a uh, go Mavs oh now that Lord. your Spurs are no longer again. in the playoffs. We had this conversation a few weeks ago, and you said, well, once the Spurs are out, I guess I could say go I Mavs. I guess I might be able to say it. <laughs> go. Don't do it. Don't do it. Go Mavs. No. There you go. Why'd you have to do it? It didn't hurt or anything. I said I would, and I did, and I'll mm. never say it again. It <laughs> didn't hurt or anything. They're in the playoffs tonight. Um, we're doing this. We're, we're bringing you content. We're bringing you information about your gunslingers um, because we want, we want everybody to make this a priority. Mm-hmm. That's yes. what you're going to have to do. It's going to cost you something. It's going to cost your attention. It is going to cost some of your dollars. Time. It is going to cost some of your time. Being a fan of anything costs something. And you're a fan because you're listening to a two-hour show about the San Antonio Gunslingers in NAL football. Yeah, so you're it's a fan. Late. Yeah, it it's is. late right now, what time but is it? you might be listening on Wednesday yeah, morning. That's, true. that's true. Our Facebook people are watching, and it's and late. thank you for that. Yeah, we all, appreciate yes, you. we all appreciate you guys it. that are that are hanging out with us. But uh, it's going to cost you something. That's okay. Being a fan of something does, but invest, invest yeah. your time, invest your attention, invest your energy, invest your dollars. Um, and help keep this thing uh, big. I will tell you, based on some of the conversations I've had, that right now, people around the NAL feel like San Antonio has been a mixed bag. There have been good things that they've seen that they're excited about. There have also been things they're concerned about. Primarily the attendance that they see on the broadcast. But what that means is they're looking. They're watching. Yep. So if they're watching, let's give them something to watch. We know how San Antonio can let's support something. Let's go, San Antonio. Uh, let's support this in a way that, just like the AAF looked at us and went, wow, we had no idea San Antonio was that excited about football. We could do that again. Mm-hmm. Like, that can sure. happen again. But we have to get, we have to invest. We have to invest something of ourselves in that. Um, so that's our expectation, and that's ownership's expectation, and that's, the player's expectation. Look, the more people that get out there into the arena and watch these games, the more you help your team. Yeah. Like, it is not. And you'll have a great time. Ask anybody oh who was gosh. in that game on Saturday. Right. It was a loss, and it sucked that we lost. But, man, what a, it was exciting. You were literally on the edge of your seat. Talking to Josh of the uh, Columbus Lions, he said – the only thing that could have gone better for you guys is if you'd have won it in the last minute. Yep. Um, he said, other than that, this was exactly the kind of game you guys needed to continue to build this thing. And he's right. It's true. But go ahead and sacrifice something. Go ahead and invest. I don't like the word sacrifice because that feels really negative. It feels like you're giving up something for nothing. But, yeah, you're getting the total return. But yeah. you're getting a return. So this is an investment, not necessarily not a sacrifice. Yeah, that sounds like um, a good one. Invest in... The gunslingers. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you don't, they won't be here. Like if you don't, if we don't have enough investment from San Antonio, they will eventually disappear. Um, Facts. I made jokes the other day about, uh, you know, a new investor coming in. I made this joke with you. Yes. Uh, and I said, this will be great. But what if they lose a bunch of money right off the bat and they Tom Dundon this thing? That's true. Um, and decide that it's not worth putting their investment behind because they're not seeing any kind of return on it. Yep. Folks, I mean, I don't think that's going to happen, but you need to understand that business people are business people. It's all about the right. money. And if they see that they're throwing bad money out, they're not going to throw good money after bad. The, the football fans of San Antonio will, in fact, be the ones dundoning this venture. Right. Dundoning. At that point. Yeah. Like, we, we're not responsible for what happened to the AAF or the commanders. Right. Like, we were the bright spot in all of that. But we can be the ones that are responsible for the downfall of this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because we have to get behind it and support it. Look, tickets are cheaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have no reason to believe that tickets are going back up. They they lowered them to a better price point. You asked for it, and they, they did. They listened. And um, they gave it to you. It, now, am I going to buy a $20 ticket, and Ticketmaster is going to charge me 18 bucks on top of that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they are, because they're Ticketmaster. And it's unavoidable. Yeah. There's nothing we can do about it. Um, pay attention to the Facebook page. Jump onto those promotions as much as you can. Because yeah, mm-hmm. those don't um, go through Ticketmaster. Because some no. of those don't go through Ticketmaster yeah. and, and be involved in that. But, yeah, is, is Ticketmaster going to take a big wet bite out of you? Yeah, they absolutely are because that's what they do, and they do it with anything. You would pay it to go see uh, the concert that you want to go to. I want to go to the Weird Al concert. He's that would be something. Down. That would be cool. But Ticketmaster is going to get money from me if I do that. Mm. Yep. Um, you just ha- – it's – it's what you have to live with. Ticketmaster is what it is. But it's not a $35 ticket with a Ticketmaster charge on it. At least it's a $20 ticket with a Ticketmaster charge on it. But you're going to have to invest something. You're going to have to put something into this or it'll go away. Um, and I'm not trying to be a doom and gloom guy and I'm not trying to threaten you, but I'm just telling you facts. If we do not invest as a city, we will not keep this thing around. And there's, ro- there's really no reason for us not to because... It's Go to a game. It's great. It's, it's great. Definitely. Ask anybody who's been to one of these last two. It is there is there is more that can be done. We've had more people in the Rose Palace watching San Antonio Gunslingers football than we have in the Freeman Coliseum. That's crazy. That's isn't odd. It? That is very. That's odd. very strange because the Rose Palace was not conducive to playing football. Yeah, this is a such a much better venue. <laughs> this is it such really a better is. place to watch this. And anybody who's been out there will tell you that's true. And if you're worried about the price of the beer, come early and drink some outside. I have shots. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Come come early. Oh, Pre-game a a little. That statement might have turned some people from the Coliseum against the the whole tailgating aspect. Never never mind. (laughs) I did not say that. Um, (laughs) You did not hear what you thought you heard. No. Uh, No, but... Beers are twelve bucks. Go find a, a live event where beers aren't twelve bucks. Yeah, they're That's expensive true. everywhere. Um, it it just is what it is. It stinks. I'm not a fan of it, but it is what it is. Um, get out there and support this. Support it while it's away from San Antonio. Um, let's have a big watch party. Uh, demand it. Go on 
Gunslingers uh, Facebook page. Go on. You can go on the fan page, but go on the Smoking Guns fan page. Um, tag them in comments and tweets and say, we want a watch party. The more people they, they see saying that, the quicker they're going to put that together. If that doesn't happen, then fans get together, find a place with Wi-Fi, and maybe we'll, we'll do our own watch party. That's true. Right? I think it'd be much better if the Gunslingers and John Wayne and those guys did one themselves. But if we start getting close to that time and nothing's being put together, then maybe we do something. Well, and That's not true. even close to that time. As I'm saying right now, if we get to the Saturday before game day, seven days before the game, and we haven't heard anything about We're a watch start party, start something. putting it together. We'll, we'll start putting something yes. together. Um, now that you've said that, they're going to wait for us to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, because no. we we're not going to put together anything near as cool as they can. That's but, sure. <laughs> um, but seven days before the game, like some, some of the problem that we've had in the past is we, we put things together too late. True. Yes. Mm-hmm. We get it out there too late. So I'm, I'm, I'm challenging the ownership and the sponsors to put something together before, uh, what did you say? We play on the 21st. So before the 14th, you got two weeks. Throw it. Uh, let's get something out there and start promoting something so that we can all come together um, and have a great time watching the San Antonio Gunslingers out at a venue that's going to make a lot of money because a couple hundred people are going to show up to watch football. Yep, they'll be ready to buy drinks, food, whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's make that happen. I like whoever's tacos. doing those promotions. Shrimp quesadillas would be awesome. Um, I'm a big fan. I like <laughs> <that> shrimp <laughs> quesadilla. I don't know if you've you've caught that yet, but I'm a big fan of that. So if you can find a place that does does those, let's do that. Let's look it up. Yeah. But, but you got to get out there. You got to you got to be a part of this thing. Even when they're away, you've got to be a part of this thing so that they know there's something here. There's some folks here that are interested in what they're doing. Uh, anything else for the good of the cause? I think we're Are we missing anything? It. Talked about the coach, made him mad at me. No. I, one other guy I was going to call out was, uh, in a good way, Tony Sparrow. He had two interceptions. Okay. And the reason why that name really stuck into my head is because towards the end of uh, training camp, I got pulled over, uh, pulled aside by Caleb. I got pulled, got over. pulled, pulled over. over. Pulled aside by Caleb Bloomberg. Okay. You know Caleb, right? Yes. He, he's he's one of the assistants out there, helps out with a little bit of everything. He's part, yes. of the, part of the staff on the team. And he says, watch out for that guy right there. Sparrow. Yeah, Tony Sparrow. He's he's my dark horse to really do something this season. Just watch. He's going to he, – you're going to hear his name. What number is he? Uh, I think it was 15. He had that both interceptions of the game. Because they don't have their, their names on the back of the jerseys, and I don't have a roster. So. Y'all, don't even yeah. get me started. Well, he was on a roster that Jonathan sent me. Oh, okay. Last week. Oh, okay. And I was able to find him and his number on there. And in the broadcast, they mentioned his name. So the broadcast has a roster now. That's good. Is, that's good. We'd yeah. love to have that information that sure would as be nice. fans. As fans. But Caleb called it, and, and he had a great game with two interceptions didn't play m- much at all i don't think in the first game gotcha and so that also goes out for some of these other oh. gunslingers that haven't had a shot to play familiar names even to that some is of something us. we've got to talk about thank you for bringing that up yeah speaking of players that haven't played near as much as we would have expected them to play mm-hmm. joey fisher joey fisher mm-hmm. nico thomas uh, joey fisher specifically i've had fans ask me where is joey fisher yep. uh, jeremy knox was just asking me yesterday where is joey fisher Joey Fisher is dealing with, I don't want to call it an injury, 
but apparently it's some tightness. Um, and if they can if they can get by and let him get 100%, they want to do that. He's dressed, he's able, and so, but even when Kali came out, there was some discussion about mm-hmm. should Joey go in there, and they wanted to hold out as long as they could because they don't want to take the chance of Joey really causing an issue. That makes a mm-hmm. lot of sense. That's yeah. my understanding. That's the information I have from the team. If that's not correct, they'll, they'll correct me, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, but that's the reason you haven't seen number 88 near as much as you expected to. Mm-hmm. I know many of you are going, what the heck? I thought this guy was a beast, and they're not using him. Uh, that is because um, he may not be 100%, and they want him to get to 100%. That's smart. <laughs> so you got two weeks of watching other NAL football, and then in three weeks, um, on the 21st, we get a chance to watch the Carolina Cobras and see how the San Antonio Gunslingers stack up against what is currently the best team in the league. Mm. Is that exciting? Of course it, it is. is. It yeah. is. Um, because no doubt in my mind. What's funny, and I think you alluded to this, you may have said it outright. I don't think we've seen uh, the Gunslingers at 100% yet. Mm-mm. I don't think we've seen them at 75%, 80%. And so if that's the game where that happens, especially with Carolina, and at this point Carolina has all the tape they're going to have on the Gunslingers. Yeah. So this, they're going to expect what they've seen in the first two weeks. If the gunslingers find a different gear and get up to that 100%, that could be an interesting first half where they shock Carolina and go, wait a second, this is not what we were expecting when we invited these, these uh, gunslingers guys from San Antonio into our building. You come go in there and punch them in the mouth. Everybody's got a plan until they oh get my. punched in the mouth, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Not literally punch them. No, out. no, it's it's a figure of speech. Yeah. Oh. We're yeah, not really yeah, going to be punching. I was people. like, oh my lord. We'll no, just, no. <laughs> I was going to call. I am them not encouraging instead of, of extracurricular call, violence. Instead of calling them the cobras, we can call them the garden snakes. Okay. Not as the worms. You're, you're, the you worms. Guys, you guys already want to antagonize them. That's great. <laughs> Give them bull, bulletin board material there. <laughs> Speaking of bulletin board material, did you see what Columbus put out after the game? No. Picture of all of them standing uh, in front of the Alamo, the team. In Did, their, I miss that. In their they found the Alamo? Columbus gear, they found it. Okay. Um, That's a reference in their Columbus to the gear. Commander's Day. And yes. it said, uh, it said, conquered, mission accomplished. Ooh. My you one know, point They won the game, like so they, ha- they got bragging rights that, you know, hopefully when we go over there, We'll take we'll have whatever their monument is in Columbus, Georgia. I don't know what that would be. They got a, a sign. They got a sign somewhere. <laughs> Welcome to Columbus, Georgia. We'll take over their sign. Um, well, that seems like the best place. So that's what's going on with uh, Joey Fisher. That seems like the best place to kind of wrap things up. Yep. Uh, so when it comes to arena football in the NAL, I know it doesn't feel like it yet. We're getting, getting there. there. We're getting there. But we do have a message mm-hmm. for Cobras in Carolina. Worms. And the Empire Worms. up in Albany. For the Shacks? Sharks in Jacksonville. Mm, the Goldfish. The Predators out in uh, whatever that town is. That's Orlando. A it's a terrible movie. Mm. The Predator? No, Predators. Of... Oh, okay. Oh, okay. About to, about to no, derail no. our yeah. conversation here for a second. <laughs> Uh, and we even have a message for these uh, happy-go-lucky Columbus Lions who think they've conquered the Alamo. Meow. <laughs> they didn't even work on that. That was that yeah. was 
They did that independently of <laughs> having a conversation about that. They just did it together at the same time. Uh, that message is a simple one. I know it doesn't feel like it just yet, but when it comes to football in the NAL, in the arena. We're going to punch you in the mouth. <laughs> the 2 one has got something to say. Bang, bang. Man, bang, bang. It was.